everyone. Um, welcome to Fiat Vault podcast episode six. And, um, you know, today we have Uchechi with us and I'm really excited about this conversation. I've been looking forward to it. And um, as usual, um, Fiat Vault podcast is all about, you know, talking to immigrants about um, career teams and, you know, all the things that immigrants need to succeed in their careers abroad. Um, and today we're going to be talking about a very interesting topic, actually, because, I mean, people come from different parts of the world and move to these developed countries and everybody wants to get a good job. People, you know, you know, you see people write exams, do certifications, take courses, all because they want to end up with great jobs. And so we have someone here who moved from Nigeria to Canada and she, you know, got a job with Google Canada. It's amazing. And we invited her here and um, we just want her to share with us a story. So I wanted to share your story, Richard. Let me just talk to you directly. I wanted to share your story and the lessons you've learned so far from the process of applying for the job and eventually getting the job. That's like, you know, the whole essence of this conversation. Summer. And I'm looking forward to it. And I'm sure that all our, you know, um, listeners and people who watch this video as well, you know, I'm sure they're going to get so much from this conversation. So let's just, you know, go right into it. I'm going to allow you to okay. just tell us about yourself. I can't tell, even if I try, I think you are in a better place mm -hmm. to tell us who Ichechi is, <laughs> you do, yeah. and all that. So over to you. Thank you. Um, so my name is Uche, and I am an ad tech sales and marketing professional. Um, it's going on eight years now. So I've been in the industry for about eight years. And uh, I recently moved to Canada, and I currently work with Google as an international growth consultant. And basically what I do is I help um, Canadian businesses, you know, expand, scale their businesses and increase revenue. Um, beyond Canada. I think in, in summary, that's just what it is. So we leverage, um, of course, like Google's properties and um, data to help clients um, grow their businesses globally. So that's what I do at the moment. And I think professionally, that is me. Personally, um, I'm a wife, I'm a mom to a three-year-old. Uh, she gives me a run for my money every, every day. So. I um yeah fall under the category of moms who who get a lot of guilt for wanting to you know pursue their passions at the same time being a mom. It's really not easy because you know it seems like as moms you can't really get anything right. If you're a stay-at-home mom, you are you know abashed for it. If you're a career-driven mom, you're also bashed for it, and you it's more or less like you have to choose between your family and your career, which I feel is very unfair, but. That's a story for another day. So yeah, I'm a working mom and I would say one of my life's passions ultimately is to really connect with that audience of um, women. I have a huge passion for women um, to succeed in the career space, just professionally and just to own um, their voice and who they are, the power that they have as women. I haven't started anything to that effect yet. So I don't have any blog and have anything. It's just a passion of mine that I'm nurturing inside. And I know that when something eventually launches, um, I'll be, you know, so excited to, to kickstart that. So yeah, that's. Because as, as you were introducing yourself, <laughs> I could feel your passion, like you really 
you want to do. And it doesn't matter that you've not started something yet. Yeah. I'm sure that that passion will lead you to start something eventually. So thank you yeah. for telling thank us. You. Thank you for telling us about yourself, Ichechi. All right. Uh -huh. So my next question is um, I mean, you've been uh you've been in Canada for I don't know how long, but you've been with Google for like six months now. So how has the experience yes. been? What are some of the things that you know like one of the things people say about moving abroad and then working abroad, you know, is mm -hmm. the, um, the kind of culture shocks like you have to face, the workplace culture mm -hmm. shocks and all of those things. For someone coming from Nigeria to Canada, what are some of the things you've learned so far? Mm -hmm. uh, well, first of all, I'll say <laughs> I am privileged to have started my career in Canada at Google. I mean, it's like, to me, working at Google is at the pinnacle of anyone's, if you're in tech specifically, um, your career, then, you know, moving and getting into Google ultimately was just like, it was a dream come true. Um, I really, really want to, because I had a successful tech um, job, like career in Nigeria. I was with Eskimi for about five years, um, totally loved the company. I devoted like everything to growing Eskimi within Nigeria. And then um, when I got my permanent resident, you know, confirmation to move to Canada, I was like, I have already gotten a lot of experience with this, you know, um, global programmatic company. I'm not about to go to Canada and start small just because like the tech world is very fluid. And so regardless of where you got your skill set, you can move anywhere and still thrive. So that was the mindset yeah. that I had. Yeah, I'm um, moving into Canada. So I know I watched a lot of videos, a lot of people saying you have to manage your expectation. And I'll get to the question uh, in a minute. I just wanted to give like a little context and uh, background. So um, I came in here just expecting the best already. I'm like, I didn't work for a local firm back home. Um, I worked for a global tech company that was present in like multiple uh, continents, Africa and Asia. So um, when I saw the international growth consultant role, um, advertised on LinkedIn from Google, I sent him my application. Thankfully, I came and I would say, haven't been here six months. Um, of course, the I think one of the, the work culture shock that I got um, was how Google is an amazing place to work at. I mean, I know everyone, you hear it everywhere. It sounds pretty cliche, but it's truly an amazing company to work at. And one of the things that got me shocked was how multiple things. So I'll start with how patient everyone is to you settling in and getting on board. Um, I would say contrary to Nigeria, when you're hired, you expect it to deliver right off the bat. Like you're hired, you said, you have this skill set in your interview, you said X, Y, Z. Now let's say you perform and then you're already being measured from the very first day, the first month, your KPIs and all, they're already counting. At Google, you still have that. Of course, you're in the midst of excellence. Like everyone is just driven to succeed. So you definitely cannot come in and just be relaxed and say, well, you know, everyone's giving me time. I will do what I want to do. You will still have that um, internal, especially if you're a driven person. I'm very driven. I'm very ambitious. So I think personally, I like <laughs> to succeed. So, um, but I was just surprised at how patient everyone was. I came in with that Nigerian mentality of, I need to show myself, I need to start, you know, dropping things and hitting stuff. <laughs> and then I joined like Q4 2021. And um, everyone was just like, be, you know, be patient, you're trying your onboarding. There's just a lot of 
what's this word? And that's why it seems like I'm pausing. Sorry, I'm trying to look for the right word. Patience is what comes to mind, but everyone was just really patient with you to learn. Um, first of all, it could be because of how big the company is. So Google to me is like, if there, if Google can have its own metaverse, I would call it that because it's like, it's big and the company cuts across. Like you have to learn not just the scope of your role, but the Google work culture as a whole. So um, that was one thing that was very surprising to me. I had to learn to take it easy with myself. And, you know, it was more or less like the fact that you're here is already proof of what you're worth. You don't necessarily have to come in guns blazing, wanting to like hit everything, you know. So um, that was one. Two, I think another shock of what I've learned is just how, and I think if you follow me on LinkedIn, probably you have seen me comment a lot about the work environment. Yeah. It is so amazing. It's like recently there was this banter on Twitter about toxic bosses. And, you know, um, what I learned is here, I can't speak for the entire Canadian space because, you know, I haven't worked anywhere besides Google, but the amount of um, humanity that is present in the work culture is just, is like, I don't know, it's mind blowing, I would say. Like your managers, your colleagues, everyone is truly concerned about you, like truly concerned about you, you know? So that's something that you don't necessarily, I got that thankfully because I worked at a skinny I mean, I would rate us give it top top companies like in Nigeria. Um, I had that experience, but like Google took it to a whole nother level where your manager really is concerned about what is actually going on in your life because that would actually affect how you show up to work. You know, so that level of it was hard to accept. No, not accept, it was just hard to, you know, confront like um someone actually really cares beyond my performance just because I think they understand what the priorities are, that if you genuinely are okay in other aspects of your life, you would show up as nothing but your best at work, you know? So I know when I joined, my husband actually had to travel back for business because he's still in Nigeria. It was tough. It was tough juggling. You know how the abroad life is? I was alone with my daughter in Nigeria. I had the luxury of nannies and all that stuff. I didn't have that here. So every time I had to, I, I felt sad that I wasn't be I wasn't able to perform as I wanted to, but the level of understanding that I got from my you know colleagues and from my manager it was just like I I was shocked I was shocked so I'm like if this is my new normal then I'm <laughs> I'm happy you know I'm very happy so I would say those two really stand out and the third thing is how performance and merit-based everything is as of that because you know I sort of expected that to be the case but it's just very um I would say interesting the just being face to face with it and I like it just because you get to shine you get to like grow in that kind of environment because you know when it's all relationship based you're only cultivating one aspect of yourself which is maybe relationship management learning to handle stuff being diplomatic that's good that's a good skill but you wouldn't learn how to grow in other aspects that would make you take your own space and own your work, own your career, like own what you're doing, you know. So I would say those are the three three things I have learned or that came as a shock to me so far. Beautiful, amazing. And I think um, even like for people who have not moved um, abroad, like if you are looking for a job or you've built... Um, Maybe you are a part of a community of people, maybe in Canada, for example, you'd actually see that a lot. You'd see 
<laughs> that <laughs> desire to just be helpful, supportive, you know, um, not trying to push you to do anything you don't want to do. Mm-hmm. Like, I currently mm-hmm. belong to a community and I've experienced that a lot. I, and, and it amazes yeah. me like how beautiful that is. So I can just imagine how it is for you for, you know, when you mentioned how that you had to take care of your child when your husband went back to Nigeria yeah. and your manager was just really supportive. The whole community was very supportive of you. And, you know, it just goes back to the point that you can't, you can't, you can't function well if something is not right at home, like, or if oh, yeah. an area of your life is suffering. So, at, at the end of mm-hmm. the day, it's the mm-hmm. whole person that needs to be okay. Yeah. For that person. It's the whole person. It's the whole person. It's not just that person at work. Because if that person at work yeah. is okay at home, the work is going to suffer. So, yeah. Really, really amazing. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Those surprising things you mentioned, they're all positive surprises. And like you said, if this is your new mm-hmm. normal, oh, yes. I'm sure you're I'm all for it, it man. <laughs> I'm definitely all for it. Like I, I had COVID also like early in the year. So again, COVID, like I had to take multiple days off that I didn't plan for just because it was tough. And I was always judging myself. Like, I hope, you know, the whole sounds weird, but like imposter syndrome where you start doubting, like, are you sure they chose the right person? Are you sure? But you know, you've just got to trust that they know what they saw. You weren't the only one they interviewed. They interviewed thousands of people, hundreds of people, possibly even tens of people. And if they decided to go with you, then there's something that you have that would be a um, you know, value add to the team. And if this is just a phase of your life, this is not your life forever. forever. So if they, they, they're willing to, and you didn't, I didn't lie. I didn't hide the fact that I, I was married or that, I just came into Canada or that, I, you know, had a do- toddler. So if they knew all this and still decided to go, then it means they saw something. So, yeah. Imagine. Oh, because, yeah. <laughs> because I can imagine even just the fact that you're moving from one country to another, not even Nigeria, mm-hmm. even if it's, even, even mm-hmm. if it's um, a developed country, the fact that you're moving mm-hmm. into a new environment and you're going straight mm-hmm. to start working, there's already going to be, you're going to have thoughts, you're going to have doubts. Are you sure I can manage? Are you, are you sure I can integrate into the system? Then when it now comes to the work itself, you know, you start wondering, are you sure I can do this? I can do this job well. Are you sure I can impress them? Mm-hmm. There's that thing in most of us that wants to impress. So yes. as a, as a yes. working mom, right, as a working mom, having to juggle everything, how do you manage imposter syndrome? How do you how do you get out of it when it comes? When 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 you when all those thoughts just come to you, how do you how do you deal with it? Um, so to be very honest, I would say two things. I try to feed my mind with um positive things. So I read and listen to a lot of audiobooks just because by nature I'm a very deep thinker. And I really like, I think our minds are all very powerful, but I take mine pretty seriously because I know how powerful my mind is. And I know that having studied like the level of self-awareness I have now, I know that I literally um, manifest whatever I think about. So I was reading a book, Winning Winning the War in Your Mind, and this single um, line stood out that your life is always moving in the direction of your strongest thoughts. So 
anytime I notice that I am acting out of line, I always have to like stop and say, what am I thinking about? Um, because we literally always manifest what we think about and even how we think of ourselves, you know? <laughs> so if you think of yourself as you're not good enough, you know, you're because imposter syndrome is literally you feeling like a fraud, like you're not supposed to be here and you trick your way in here. Right. But I combat that by reading good books and I combat that by reading the word of God. It's just two, two hours that I have. I I try to I use the word of God to authenticate who I am and from whom I came and that gives me a boost to my step. It, it's like, you know, God created me, He knows, He put me here, I'm not here by mistake. So if He orchestrated my steps to put me here, He's given me all that I need to succeed here. I start relaxing in that thought. And then secondly, when I combine that knowledge with books that really edify my mind, books that really, you know, speak to me and you know, I've been really in a, in a season of like growth and all of that. So those two things combined help me fight imposter syndrome. I think imposter syndrome is something that you will always face if you are faced with something new. It, whenever you step into, for instance, if I said, okay, I touched on earlier that I have a passion for women. I, I just really, I personally feel that a lot of women are, now we see women growing, but I just have this passion to really, get more women to dream bigger, to just be like, don't be scared to dream. It's your dream. <laughs> you can dream as, as, if I dream of being the United States president one day, I can, it's it's my dream. But if eventually when I want to start, say I want to start a YouTube channel or I want to actually start branding or creating a brand for myself, I think I will be faced with imposter syndrome, you know, because you start asking, you start having those questions. like, And I think why that happens is because this is new. It's uncharted waters. Like you've never been here. You don't know what to expect. You most likely have seen um, people fail at what you're about to do. That could scare you, you know, but how can you fight these thoughts? Because these are like external thoughts, like you have no control over what you see, like, you know, like what's happening to other people, but you actually have a control over what you feed your mind and your soul. So when you're having those thoughts, you've got to circle back and pause and then remember as the man think it so he is so if you think that you're gonna fail if you have those fears you literally will manifest them so it is not that those fears will not come it's not that you will have those doubts every day i show up to work and i pray and i'm like i'm gonna show up as my best self to the best of the ability and talent that god has given me right and that's the only thing i can control i cannot control anything outside of that so in my quest to show up as my best, I am hoping that I'm actually going to, you know, deliver on my KPIs and everything like that. Because again, like I said, that's the only thing you can control. And that's the only way I think I fight imposter syndrome. When I came, it was a lot because coming from a so-called third world country like Nigeria, you're already like, can you really sit in, in the same space with all these people? Um are you as smart as they are? You know, all this kind of stuff. But then over time, you just realize that everyone, everyone, like you rightly said, people also came from Australia, Belgium, India, like different countries, right? So it's not necessarily about your country of origin, more about the state of your mind, like who you are, um, your intellectual capacity and like who you are as a person. Because I know people always say, I don't know what the saying is, but I think the best way I can describe it is, you can have someone who is in the village, but 
it's the same with how like a poverty mindset works, right? Um, some people could be poor, literally, but they're not poor in their mind, right? So you could come from a third world country. Doesn't mean your mind is third world. <laughs> Doesn't mean your scope or how you see things is third world, right? Yeah. And thanks to the internet, you don't even have an excuse anymore. Like you can have the entire globe in your hand, like, you know, from one small device. So yeah, I would say reading tons of books really helps, um, you know, self-help books, personal development. And then for me, the second armor would be reading my Bible, like ugh, nothing else. <laughs> nothing else does it for me there. Yeah. Absolutely. Because at the end of the day, like you said, as a man thinketh, so he is. You know, um, what is the things you shared now? For me, I feel like they are really deep. Um, and the reason why I say mm-hmm. is because that's that sentence about what you think is what you manifest is so true. And I've mm-hmm. seen it personally in my life as well. Like times when I've been very doubtful, and you know, times when I thought very low of myself. I would, I would find myself in a certain situation. I would just know that, no, no, no. It's because of what I'm thinking. You know, the way I'm thinking. And you start acting in that way. Like the thoughts. Exactly. I literally had an experience, like like you rightly said. So I know it might sound too cliche. And I, I said it before. Uh, I was on a friend's YouTube channel. I said the same thing. Like, I literally had seen myself working at Google since 2018. Mm. I don't know how, but I remember telling my husband all the time that I'm going to work at Google. I'm going to, I don't know why I, I kept saying I was going to work at Google. And then, but did that stop me from doing what I was doing at my job? No, I, I still loved Eskimi. I still showed up as the best. I still wanted to keep hitting my goals there, but I just knew strongly in my heart that I was going to eventually work at Google, but I didn't know when, I didn't know how. At the time, as a matter of fact, I hadn't thought of moving to Canada, never even dreamt about it. Like it didn't even occur to me. So my working at Google was even still within the confines of Google Nigeria. I wasn't even thinking Google outside, you know. So it's just that thing of I, I you know, constantly confessing what you're we are all like creatures. The fact that we're created in the image of God means we also have that um, spoken power. God created the world by his words and we literally create our world by our own words. So I kept saying it and, I, and then I kept just envisioning being there. Like it sounds very weird, but I envisioned the, the Google logo be, beside my LinkedIn name. I envisioned wearing this shirt. I envisioned having like a whole host of Google merch stuff. Like I saw it in my mind and whether it's what happened or not, I don't know, but just goes to my point, your life is always moving in the direction of your strongest thoughts. That was the only dominant thought that I had. Like um, coming into Canada, I told my husband, all the resources that I, I, I enrolled in to help you settle in Canada, they would ask me, where do you want to work? I said, I'm either going to work at Google or at Facebook or at TikTok or one of the big ad tech firms. That's all I said. They, everyone was like, oh, okay, well, what if you don't? I'm like, no, I am. <laughs> I just didn't want to think of what if, what if I'm like, that's where I'm going to work. Like, I know I'm going to get in there. I know I can get in there, so I will get in there, right? So it's just, you've just got to be careful what you're thinking about. And recently, I found myself in a bit of like a victimized mindset. Earlier in the year, I was like, I was going through something. And then I realized that I was acting out what I was feeling about myself. You know, I was, I, I didn't have a very healthy view of myself. And I realized I was treating myself the way I thought of myself. So I had to like 
circle back again and like hold up with your what is going on with you like why are you like thinking this down of yourself like who are you so i had to then start feeding my mind with positive things i read like a ton of books started like reading the bible again just reminding myself of who i am right so i think our words in our mind we've got to be very careful what we think if you accept that moving into canada or any other country uk or whatever that you're going to have to start small or start from you know a lower level just because people said so don't be surprised when that's what you get when you get into that country like don't be surprised because that's eventually that's what you've told yourself and then immediately you've released that energy into you know the universe and then it starts you start creating that thought you have of yourself and so if you believe that no i'm i'm made for the best and it's only the best i'm going to get you're going to get the best so <laughs> so yeah that's that's it i mean um I, I, i'm speechless really <laughs> like, like I, i'm just amazed i'm in awe because um yeah. everything you've said you know i can resonate with one two they are so true um i yeah put down some some of my, some thoughts as you were speaking you know that thing about your mm-hmm. thoughts your life it's and i'm mm-hmm. going to just speak to like anyone watching this video right now like um are you an immigrant you know moving to a developed country like canada or the us or the uk start with your mind like don't believe that uh, mm-hmm. you can't you can't start big or that you cannot get it so you don't you don't, don't believe that you have to That's start so a survival or survival job with all that you yes have. um what else you won't have a job for the next six months Start. i think you should start mm-hmm. with your mind mm-hmm. start working on your mind because yes. Indeed, yes. what you think is what you get. You build your life, mm-hmm. you know, the thoughts of your mind. Um, the second mm-hmm. thing you said about how you when you yeah. were at um, asking me, you were you used to tell your husband that mm-hmm. I'm going to work, you know, I'm going to one day I'm going to work with Google and all. Yeah, and like you know, you were staying up to work and doing, you know, doing what you needed to do. And what just came to mind was mm-hmm. where you are right now is it's, it's a preparation. Imagine if you were if um, yes. you were working in a maybe a local company or in I don't know a local agency that is not that's that's not global. It might have been more difficult for you mm-hmm. to Google because at the end of the day, um, mm-hmm. that global experience was probably one of the things yes. you considered and all that. So um, I think where you are right now is a preparation, and sometimes you need to even plan mm-hmm. that where you are. If your plan is to work. Mm-hmm in a type of company in the future then start working towards it from now you know don't settle for less yes. don't just take anything yes. you know start yes. working because those things prepare you for that goal you have in mind then the third thing you yes. said that really stood out you know for me when you said um if you believe that you are going to start from you know the lowest level from the scratch because people said so then that's what that's what mm-hmm. happens to you. So I, I wrote down, I said, what, what, people said, said yeah. what people said. There, yes. there, yeah, there are a lot of yes. things people say um, when they know you are relocating. People who have been there before you, yes. um, they, they tell you some, yes. they tell you certain things. We can't get certain kinds of It's just projection. Yeah. And they project. They project their failures on you. Exactly. Like, and you don't have to believe that. That does not have to be your story. Like, you can create your own story, really. And it all starts yeah. with the mind. Yeah. So, I mean, which is, has been mind. so long. <laughs> um, 
just give us like mm-hmm. a general overview of what the recruitment process was like. Um, did you have an interview? Did you have to do an exercise, a task, all of those things? Of course you have an interview. <laughs> of course you have an interview. <laughs> Even if you were handpicked by a recruiter, of course they would have to interview you. <laughs> like, yes. It doesn't get a double like, hey, take, here you go. Okay, so um, because like I said, I we have already established that everything starts with the mind. So immediately I got um, the notion that I was going to move to Canada in 2021 i think i got that confirmation sometime in november or december 2020 i started applying to jobs again i positioned myself in my mind that i'm only going to get the best jobs so it was weird but i never applied to any other company aside from ad tech companies because i knew that that's where my skills were that's where i have all the that's where i would shine the most and so i was already in the turk world and i'm like I'm going to just shoot for the stars. So I applied to, I used LinkedIn a lot. I mean, I didn't do any job search outside of LinkedIn. I didn't use Indeed. I didn't use Glassdoor. I didn't use any of those things. I searched up job alerts on my LinkedIn uh, stuff um, for jobs in Toronto. And I picked certain jobs and I picked the kind of roles, you know, you have all those certain things like LinkedIn. And then I'm like, okay, okay. I'm like, um, this is the, what's it called? This, these are the job descriptions that I know I would excel at, you know, this area. And then this is where I know, I knew I was going to live in Ontario, you know, so I'm like anywhere within Toronto is fine and all of that. So I was always getting job alerts. Like if a, if a job is posted, like right now I would get it, you know, and so I only use LinkedIn for my job search. And I applied to Google multiple times, uh, different roles. And yeah, I didn't get a call back. <laughs> so this particular role was, um, and you know, I had been on LinkedIn for a while. So I knew the importance of like networking. So I wrote the MD of Google marketing platform. I'm like, hey, you know, I'm a professional. I didn't, I didn't come in like, oh, I need a job. I'm like, I'm a professional. I'm coming to Canada. I would, I would, you know, um, appreciate any tips and stuff. Just a little chat with you to know how I can position myself in the market. Unbeknownst to me, he had already planned that when I came in, he would try to put me into his team. But you know, because I wasn't there yet, he was like, "When you come in, let me know." So it was when I joined Google, I had a chat with him, and he was like, he was already thinking about, you know, putting me in touch with you know someone within his team so this is just to say don't be afraid to reach out and really learn how to how to network on linkedin you've got to brand yourself as someone of value and not like hi please i'm coming to canada i need a job those things are very off-putting and people don't like that so you've got to also i did a lot of research into how do you write or reach out? How do you use LinkedIn for your job search, right? A lot of people do not know how to use that. So networking is a tool, but there, there are ways to it. You just don't network and add people. And of course, some people respond, some will not. But how you craft your message, how you brand yourself, how you communicate determines your response rate versus your you know, non-response rate. So anyways, I finally saw this role and I started the recruitment process in July before I came into Canada, actually. So I had the first round of interview, the phone interview in Nigeria. I had a, um, I had an app that gave me a Canadian number just because I knew I would be in Canada two weeks from that date. So I can still remember how <laughs> I was over the moon. First of all, I had already prepared my CV to fit into the Canadian uh, template. 
So, and uh, and that, this is one of the free services that you get from some of these pre-arrival services, um, um, resources from the Canadian government. So I enrolled, did a lot of the courses, edited my CV. Literally, I spent four hours on that CV, couldn't sleep. I don't know. I just, I started it. And the very next day I saw the opening for this role. And so I'm like, if I didn't edit my CV the night before, I literally would not have been prepared to apply. So, but anyways, I applied and the recruiter got back to me within 10 days. I had my first round of interview and then we moved to Canada. So suffice it to say that from when I got into Canada up until I got the job, I was just interviewing at Google, nothing else. You know, I didn't get a call back from any other company. I applied to a couple of other tech companies, but didn't get a call back. So um, yeah, I, I spent, I think the interview process was about five rounds. <laughs> and um eventually yeah it was five rounds and uh it was it was five rounds (laughs) i got my offer i think i got my offer like a month after landing into canada i got my offer letter and so i was to resume a month after getting my offer letter so it was like you know between starting the interview and actually resuming the job was three months if you think about it but actually i already had my offer letter like ready i was onboarding a month before i actually really started at the job right so that's how the whole process was um and yeah i was i think i didn't i didn't want any other company as much as i wanted google so all the other companies were like yeah you know you gotta cast your net wide so that at least even though you don't catch the fish you want you can catch all the fishes but yeah i think that that's how um everything went and here i am (laughs) Okay. Wow, that's five rounds. I... Yeah, five rounds. Wow. Um, I literally didn't have. <laughs> I'll say I didn't have good sleep. I, I, I mean, up until I was done with all the interview, every morning was me waking up checking my email. I had never been that close to Gmail in my life before. Like, I was like, I need to know if if they had written me. Like, did I pass? Am I on to the next round? It was just, you know. But yeah. Wow. Wow. That's all I can say. Wow. That's um <laughs> I mean I think I think Yeah, I think I didn't I'm sorry, it also helps with my imposter syndrome because sometimes after yeah. that myself, like you could go through five five different people. You literally cannot scam your way through five people. You know, someone in that chair would have caught you, but um and then i tell myself if you're able to scam your way through five people then that means you're really good at what you're doing <laughs> so you might as well deploy that same skill and show up at your job but but yeah that was it it was it was five and the interview process was really um all the other interviews were so five including the phone interview i had in nigeria actually but in canada it was like four um and yeah the it was all good you know like people i think people sometimes over prepare for these interviews i mean it's your it's your story. It's your experience. You lived these experiences. If you really contributed and showed impact at your job, I don't think it would be difficult for you to, you know, show up at the interview and display what you did to actually, you know, um, make the impact that you had at your previous job. So that's why I said you have to always show up in the light of who you want to be. Because if you take your current job for granted, you definitely will not be able to, you know, show impact or you have to show up as who you want to be. I'll just put it that way. The same level of excellence that you're going to 
deploy if you're, say, the CEO of a company, it's the same level of excellence you have to strive for when you're, like, say, you know, an intern, a customer, service man, whatever it is. It's the same level of diligence. It's the same level of dedication. It's the same, you know. And so if you're called to speak about it anywhere, you will speak about it confidently because, you know, <laughs> you did what you were supposed to do and even more. So, yeah. You can see me smiling. So <laughs> smiling because I always say that, yeah. you know, have the have this owner's mindset, have that CEO's mindset. Yes. You know, take your this job. This is my business. Would I act this way? I have exactly. You know, um, take your take your job, your role as though you are the owner of the company. You know, so that's right. That's the way I see it, and it's it's it was just really nice to hear someone else. <laughs> yeah, because sometimes you know, you know, sometimes when you're like that, people will be like, "Your own is too much," or you're just mm-hmm. really attached to your job. I don't think it's about being attached. I think it's about being excellent. Like, I love excellent people i feel like it's a spirit is an attitude and it takes that's what sets you apart yeah it takes exactly it takes you places like all right so thank you very much for that i think um a a couple of things you mentioned as well about preparing you know the fact that you worked on your cv or your resume um a night before the job um, opening came i think that's a really important important point so if there's anyone you know how they're watching this video you're planning to relocate to a, a new country start working on your cv um or your resume because the um sometimes countries have different ways of um presenting mm-hmm. their resumes like you don't use your yes. nigerian cv or ghana cv or pakistani cv or indian cv to get a job in um another country so find out what yeah. your resume should look like and then work mm-hmm. towards doing that you know preparing yeah. your resume for those jobs you are applying for. And again, what mm-hmm. you said about just focus, you know, the way you focused your um, job search on the kind of roles you wanted. Sometimes, and it's still, you know, it's still like going back to this mindset thing. Sometimes because you are moving to a new country, you just apply for anything. And so Everything. at the end of the day, you get <laughs> anything, you know. So yes. even from the job, mm-hmm. I mean, anything that is worth your time, you know, you if you are going to be sending your CV to any company, let it be something that if eventually you get that job you'd be happy that mm-hmm. a job like this not, not don't just send out your resume or your application you know for the sake of sending it so i think that's that's thing you said you know those um key points you mentioned are very 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 beautiful thank you very much yeah um you're welcome and just in line with that i think i'll just add this that i i get a lot of people you know i want to get a job I, how did you do it i want to get a job and Sometimes maybe the simplicity of the process, it makes it difficult for me to answer because I'm like, I did what anyone wanted to have something a career would do. There was no special sauce apart from the grace of God, maybe. But, you know, there was nothing else that I did that was unique or that was different. You know, and people are like, I want to get into Google. I'm like, okay, well, um, apply if you see a job opening prepare yourself such that when the opportunity comes you're able to you know meet with it so when people write me okay i want to get a job how did you do? i'm moving to Canada. how did you get a job i first of all ask them what do you want like what's your career goal what and who are you as a professional those two things would definitely help you know okay this is how i'm going to start if you don't know who you are like i know i'm an ad tech sales and marketing professional to the core if you don't know who you are if you don't know 
um, what you want. I know where I want to be career-wise. I know where I'm striving to become or to, to get to. It's difficult to just to actually um, conduct your job search in a, with a winning strategy. Those two definitions will help you say, okay, this is who I am. This is how I can show up as the best in any job. These are the jobs that bring out the best in me and that I will be able to show impact right off the bat because it aligns with my skill set. It aligns with my knowledge. It aligns with what I know how to do best. And so I'm going to apply to these roles first. You start with that. You max out that space before you think of doing something else, you know? So that's just what I want to tell people. Like if you're trying to get a job, you need to define who I am, who am I professionally? Um, what do I want? Where do I want to get to? Those three pillars would then determine what kind of companies do I apply for? What kind of jobs? And beyond me knowing the kind of jobs I wanted, remember I have, I have been like reiterating the industry that I play in. There are lots of sales and marketing professionals anywhere, but the, you have them, some are in software as a service, some are in oil and gas, some are in banking, some are in the agency side, media agents, like, there are multiple you know, places, but within my job scope, I can work in different industries, different companies, but I narrowed it down for myself because that's where I want to be. So for some other people, they're like, oh, well, you know, I don't mind working at a bank. I would never work in a bank. I don't, I know. I don't like it. Nothing about it calls to me. And it might sound cliche, but this mindset that I've had, I have had it since the beginning of my career eight years ago. It sounds weird. But even when I was doing my NYSC, when I was applying for jobs, I never applied to just any job. I studied mass communication. So I only applied to media firms, either print or broadcasting or advertising, period. Because I'm like, that's what I know. That's where I'm, I'm, I'm going to shine. So like I said, it's the same, uh, which we discussed. You have to show up as who you want to be from the very beginning. I I know when I first started my career, I had this friend who was earning 200,000 Naira then um, 2014 or so in a bank. She was working at a bank. And of course, you know, NYC, everyone will always start with, you know, banks then will give this entry-level jobs. You're already earning well. But I mean, if you look at it two, three, four years down the line, you still literally will be same level of stress, yeah. more responsibility, yeah. no growth, right? So I remember my friend then was earning that and I was earning 20K. I was like, I was like, 10 times my salary, but 100 times, you know, but I, I don't know. I just, I, I loved my job at the time. I was doing what I knew how to do. So if money, so if friend of mine told me, oh, I'm saying that just because I was privileged. I'm like, yes, I'm not going to, I'm going to acknowledge my privilege here that I lived with my parents. I didn't have to think of rent. I didn't have to think of all these things, but I had to think of transport because my father laid his hands off of me from school after uni. He just like, you're your own. So I had to think, yeah, with 20K, I had to transport myself to Yaba every day, you know, in a month. Um, I had to buy clothes. As a working person, you're literally only eating dinner in your house if you even get to eat dinner coming back home after the traffic. So I'll tell you the privilege I had was I wasn't paying rent. And that was about, yeah, I had my family and all, but, you know, so going too far, but summary um just identify where you want to go who you are and where you want to be and then it will help you with your job search as you move along absolutely thank you very much um i think that's a very important point um be focused in your job search you know go after what you really really want yeah. what you think that 
you en- not what not even what to think, what to know you would enjoy doing, right? So and just mm-hmm. trust mm-hmm. the process. Just trust that you actually get yeah. back, you get the job, rather than just you know apply for this role tomorrow, another one tomorrow, and next tomorrow. And then another thing I wanted to mm-hmm. say earlier was the. The point about networking, I think it's really important. I think um, that's one mm-hmm. of the smartest ways, you know, to get a job. Um, for people watching, you can actually go back to our last episode with Nisha, Nicole, and Mustafa Ansari. Um, the title of the episode was um, Networking Skills for Immigrants. And there you would see how the both of them got jobs in Canada within, okay, Nisha got a job within about two weeks of arriving in Canada just by doing what you did reaching out to someone on LinkedIn mm. and then they um and that helped her. So like networking, you know, um reaching out to people, very important. Very, very important. You you, you can't do this on your own, like staying in your own world and all. Yeah. So yeah, mm-hmm. I think this mm-hmm. um, with this, we've come to the end of this conversation. I had so many questions and but somehow in the process of talking about one thing, we had you actually got into other things and <laughs> you know it's just been a a very enjoyable conversation and i know that um everybody that will be watching this video after now they are going to get you know Mm -hmm. a lot of important tips from um this conversation so once again thank you so much (laughs) i really appreciate joining us Uh, it's my it's my pleasure thank you it's my pleasure thank you for joining us and thank you for to everyone watching this video um Again, this podcast is brought to you by Fiat Match, a peer-to-peer international money transfer marketplace um, launching very soon. Um, you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn, and um, just stay in touch with us. All right, thank you, and see you next time.